0: Schmack'em with the gospel! As you might have guessed from the intro in this episode, we are going to be talking about the gospel. A lot of terms have been thrown around as the gospel. You know, we refer to it as the gospel of Jesus Christ, or the gospel, or the good news, which are all terms that are acceptable. But a lot of people say the word gospel or use the term gospel without truly understanding what the gospel is. Now, I think the Apostle Paul outlines it very clearly in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. The Bible says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. By which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I deliver unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. I'm going to read verse 3 and 4 again. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, That Christ died for our sins, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. These three things are truly what the gospel story is, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, that he was buried, he was in a tomb, he was dead, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, he rose from the dead. Now, I know that we hear that term all over the place, but that's truly what the gospel is. That's what the good news is. But there's something tragic about the good news, is that often when there's good news, there first must be bad news. We have to tell people why they need a Savior. And that's why I'm going to share with you some verses that show us that today. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The first thing that people need to realize is that we've all sinned and that the penalty of sin is death sin is not something that only murderers do it's not something that only whoremongers do as the bible says it's not only things that liars do or things like that it's something that has stained all of us you see when our first parents adam and eve sinned in the garden when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil That sin was passed upon all of us, and the Bible tells us that. Romans 6.23 tells us, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The only way to pay that sin debt, the only way to pay that death penalty that we owe because of our sin, is to accept Jesus Christ's payment for that sin, to accept the gospel as truth, accept the death that he died for us on the cross, and he is The only way. I know there are many preachers out there that want to tell you that there's many ways to get to heaven. But the Bible says that there's only one way. In Acts 4.12, talking about Jesus here, it says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. What that's saying is that Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation that God has given us. There is no other way. There is no working your way to heaven there is no trying to buy your way to heaven there is only accepting the gospel of jesus christ accepting the free gift of god of eternal life through accepting jesus christ as your lord and savior now you may ask just like i did as a child if i truly deserve death and hell if i deserve all this punishment for just being a liar just being a sinner because of something that my first parents did, that Adam and Eve did, people that I've never even met have done. If my punishment for all that is so bad, then why would God die for me? Why would he send his son to die for me? Why would he shed his innocent blood for a sinner like me? Well, it's simple. It's because God loves you. John three sixteen and 17. I mean, I know that we've heard this verse. Just about everyone that's walked on the face of the earth has probably heard John 3.16. We're going to read 3.16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I'm going to read that verse 17 one more time. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Without Jesus Christ, we're all condemned to hell. To be saved, Christ said in Mark 1.15, and sang, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. He told us to do two things, repent and believe. Repent means to turn your way. It means to acknowledge that you're a sinner, acknowledge that you've done bad things, and turn your path away from that. And believe the gospel is just simply what it means. It means to believe that Christ died on the cross to save you. It means to believe that his death was for you and that he paid that debt that you could not pay. He paid that sin debt, that even though he had never done anything wrong, even though he was perfect, even though he was what the Bible calls the spotless lamb of God, God sent him to earth to die for you. For you. All this means that all you have to do to be saved is to ask Jesus Christ to save you from your sins and believe that he died on the cross to pay for your sins. Believe that he was buried, that he truly was dead, and believe that he rose again from the dead to prove to you and me That he had the power over death in his own life. And he has the power over death to give us eternal life. All you have to do to believe. All you have to do to be saved is ask Jesus Christ to save you. And believe what he did for you. And you'll be saved from hell. So I talked about our first parents, Adam and Eve. I talked about how those sins were passed upon us. And the Bible does say that. But I understand that not everyone, especially today, knows that story. So way back when, about you know, 6,000, 7,000 years ago, Adam and Eve were created by God. They were created special. They were created the crown of his creation. He handmade them and then breathed life into them, unlike any other creation that we have recorded for us in the Bible. He loved Adam, and he loved Eve. He loved mankind. And he gave us a special place, the Garden of Eden. A perfect place to dwell and to live. A perfect place where all we had to do was go freely and do whatever we wanted except for one thing. God told them not to eat of one tree. They had many trees to eat from. They had many choices in whatever they could do except for this one thing. And then Satan in the form of a serpent. One day was in the garden and Eve She was nearby the tree, as she probably should not have been. And the serpent was with her and was talking to her and told her that you won't die, that the punishment that God said would happen would not happen. And Eve looked on the tree and saw that it was good to look at. She saw that it was desirous to make one wise, as the Bible says. She saw that even though God told her not to do it, that she wanted to do it. And that was the first sin of mankind. She then ate of that fruit and then gave it to Adam and he ate and they had both sinned against God. They died that day in their spirit as you and I are born with dead spirits. We have a part of us that's missing that was supposed to be there from the day of our creation. The part of us that allows us to truly fellowship with God was broken that day. That's why you and I sin every day. That's why... The whole world is lost in sin. That's why the Bible says that even the plowing of the wicked is sin. The reason that something so innocent as plowing is sin is because we're already condemned. God loves us and he wants us to be free. And he realizes that because of what our first parents did, that that sin was passed upon us. So he gave us a free way out. All we have to do is accept it. There are no other terms and conditions other than accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior and believing what he did for you on the cross. He was beaten, he was spit upon, he had a crown of thorns put into his head. He had nails put in his hands and one put through his feet. He bled and died on the cross. Not because he had to, but because he wanted to, for us. He could have stayed in heaven, where all glory was given to him. He could have stayed where the angels glorified his name constantly. But he loved you and me enough to come and to die. It's a free gift. He already paid the payment. Believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to save you. Believe that he died and was buried. Believe that that he rose again with all power and with all glory to prove to us that he had the power over death and he'll give us power over death too if we accept him as our savior. You want to know what that empty feeling is that you have within you? Do you want to know what that feeling is that money doesn't give you, that a wife doesn't give you, that a house doesn't give you, that children don't give you? Do you want to know what that is? That's the hole in your spirit. That part of you that's been dead since the day you were born. God knows that you have a hole in your very being. He knows that a part of you is dead, and he wants to bring it alive again. He wants you to be filled with all joy, the Bible says. He wants you to find the way, and that way is Jesus Christ.